I'm Chris Hansen, founder of Karate Unity on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also find me at karateunity.ca. Welcome to my cross-training journey, exploring other combat sports and arts, helping me functionalize and understand my karate better. My global mission is to foster a tribal community where we can all train, learn, and share regardless of style, rank, organization, and gender. Welcome to the Karate Unity. Big shout out to Ken Knight of Kenfu TV. Thanks for your technical help. Next up, we have the dynamic duo Dana Hernandez and fight legend Boss Rutan on martial arts, life, and unity. Dana is a California-based fitness, self-defense, and nutritional coach, changing and unifying the lives of others. Next up, fight legend, UFC Hall of Famer, King of Pancrase, Hollywood actor, Boss Rutan. We'll discuss martial arts and his life journey. May I present to you Dana Hernandez and Boss Rutan. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, everyone. Uh, we are live here with uh, Dana Hernandez and Boss Rutan. Um, I am so excited. Welcome, welcome, and welcome, guys. Thank you for coming. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. Awesome. You? Can you, I'm good. Can you hear me okay? Is the sound yeah, fine? Yeah. Yep. Awesome, awesome. All right. So, uh, basically, um, Welcome to my channel. What drew me to you guys uh, was your positive energy level and how you unite martial artists and athletes from everywhere. Um, I said to myself, I really must talk to you guys because uh, as you know, Dana, we've been talking you know, a little bit back and forth, uh, getting to know each other really well. Um, my whole mission is to unite. Um, and we, we are, like, I'm, this is a cliche, don't mean to sound cliche, but we are strong in numbers. So uh, that's one of the main reasons why I brought you here. So here we are. Uh, tell us about yourselves, guys. Uh, where are you from? Uh, what do you do? Uh, how did you meet? And your professional relationship with each other. You go first. You Michael. go first. Ladies first. Come on. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm, from, I'm from California. Born and raised in Southern California. My first career is a veterinarian. So I went, to, I went up north, Northern California, to undergrad and vet school. So did that for several years. When I took a trip to South Africa, I decided... I wanted to know how to defend myself because they told us when we were in Johannesburg, it was very, it was not safe. So came back, did some Krav Maga. When I got the Krav Maga book, Boz was in, was in the front of the Krav Maga book. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I realized I lived near his gym and I wanted to kind of switch things up and came to the gym, tried out. And I was like, whoa, this dude's like, like he's really cool. Like immediately introduced himself. was like, hey, I can tell you've trained. What have you trained in? And um, basically never, never looked back, never wanted to leave. It's such a home feeling. We, we call ourselves a gym family and we really do feel that way. Uh, and then eventually over time, um, started transitioning careers to a personal trainer. And then I asked Boz if I could create a women's self-defense class here from my prior Krav Maga training. And, Very nice. and then we've just been working together ever since. Nice. Yeah, so it's a couple couple of years now, or how many years is that? Oh, it's like been, since you guys have been, it's been a while. Yeah, it's about uh, yeah, eight years or so ago. Yeah. Oh wow, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, it was. We started this gym like this one here. I think nine years or eight years around that time. Also, we I just opened it up. Yes, I I came here soon after you guys. Opened yeah, it, maybe like a year or less after you guys, because you guys were always talking about the old location. Yeah, that was like a two thousand square feet thing, no showers, no nothing, and we upgrew it, and we needed a big place, and now we. Now we got 15,000 square feet, so it's much better. We got saunas, you know, three rooms. Well, if you can oh, wow. room as well. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, and where, where's that located? Yeah. Where, where's that located in California? Yeah, Westlake Village. Westlake okay. Village. Some people say Westlake, but you got to watch out because apparently there's a Westlake downtown at the, in the ghetto. <laughs> so they say you have a you have a gym in Westlake, and I go, it's like a South Central. I go, no, 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 yeah. Westlake Village. Yeah, it's the opposite actually because it's uh, it's really nice out here. It's really we'll nice. Out here. Yeah, We're about how many miles from LA? Maybe like 30, 35 miles? Yeah, 35 miles. But we're like 50 North. minutes away from the beach, you know, mm -hmm. so everything is very close. But I go to the mountains through some tunnels and boom, you're at the beach here. So yeah, it's yeah. very nice. And yeah, then they came yeah. in. We started. I always use her in my classes as well to uh, show my things on. Because you yeah. can think that I, I can beat her up a little bit. She won't complain. Yeah, I, I've been seeing you guys live lately. You guys have been doing a lot of training, and that's another thing that attracted me. 
you guys. Do you guys want to maybe talk about that? Like, what, what's your focus there on your live training? Well, we do every time we're different, you know. We kind of, you know, she, she, she goes over the, the comments and she says, oh, this person has this, and there's more people who ask, uh, for instance, about distance. And then we say, okay, let's, let's spend some time on how we can control the distance in the fight. You know, so we just listen to the people. And then uh, we'll take it from there. Whatever they want the most or ask them, ask the most for, we, we just do it. Because we've been doing it all in our classes. You know, everything yeah. I'm teaching, she's been seeing. You know, and the repeat. Uh, but when I tell people over the last eight weeks, you heard me say this many, many times. You can only imagine how many times she heard me say the same crap over and over again. It's hundreds of times. Right? Yeah. I just constantly repeat myself. But it's, it's important. But, you know, yeah. I want to get inside their heads. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we've got a whole slew of questions here from various sources from uh, all our martial art associations and friends and, and, and uh, mentors of mine and also uh, people I train with. So I'm gonna fire off a little bit at a time um, and I'm gonna try to be equitable because I, uh, I, to both of you. So uh, we'll start off with one question that's kind of catered to both of you. So both, both of you are influential trainers and mentors to many people in the world of fitness, martial arts, self-defense and nutrition. How does your work fulfill you and keep you driven? Uh, but the feedback, the feedback from the people, you know, that's what it's all about with us. You know, see, if, we, if we see an enormous uh, uh, re great reactions from people, oh man, I'm loving this, I'm training every day, and you realize there's a couple of hundred people around the world. This is just in our streams, it's also on Fight TV, so the number is much higher because I have only like half a million followers, but Fight TV is two and a half million followers, so they, and they popping it out as well. So. But to know that there's a big group of people doing it every day, and we can see the stream, the analytics, that it stays strong. You know, they know what people come and when they leave. But there's one, this one of the core group, and a lot of these guys, we well, every day they didn't miss a class. You know, we have some friends and some people, and we realize, but England, everywhere, Germany, you know, and they didn't miss a class yet. So you know, for eight weeks straight, and we're every day here. Also Q and A, and on Sundays, then as doing the the recovery. So yeah, yeah. that's. Motivation. Mm -hmm. Right on. I think for yeah for this like in this and what we're dealing with now, I think it's been very cool. The people that are coming all the time, I feel like they're my extended gym family. In yep. general, like outside of this, you know, this pandemic, um, my motivation is seeing people gain confidence and just feeling you know feeling more comfortable in their own skin. So you walk around differently, and I experienced that firsthand, you know, before I knew how to defend myself or anything, I, I walked around very differently thinking back than how I walk around now. So, and that's something that I learned a lot, you know, from Boz as well when I came to his studio and it got, it got more personal when I came here. Yep. So yep. I love learning that. Yeah. But she's also doing, we do, a, we have a, like women challenges and, and men's challenges. It's like six weeks, I believe. Mm -hmm. You know, people come in, they sign up for a certain amount of money, and the winner gets a year free membership. Oh wow! And I'm, I'm that's a good idea. I've seen her transforming people that you don't believe. Like I send pictures out, and none of my friends believe it. They go, it's it's Photoshop. I said, well, you can yeah. look because if there's 20 people, they all want to win. So trust me, they know who is ahead. So they're, they're real pictures what we see. But once no, people I've realize, seen, yeah. Do this, Six six weeks of time, but she said also she guides them what they eat, what to do. I mean, the the little woman you were training here, mm -hmm. with, I, I haven't seen her for a while, and suddenly I was I was training a, a private class, and I'm looking, and I go, oh wait a minute, hey, they, and, and I stopped them. I yeah. said that well, that's you. I couldn't believe it. She lost such an amount of weight, and she looked so much better. And it was so cool to see because once they realized, because that's why they do it, you know, they started making a pirouette with the bean. Now, you know, so you're changing people's lives. She's changing people's lives. And I think that's just, a, that's one of the best things you have to do, can do in life. Yeah. And Buzz, you, you've made some huge impacts. And, but see, that's, that's an example of why I talk about this as such a gym family. Like Buzz, someone with his name literally stopped his workout to go, hey, you've lost a lot of weight, haven't you? And she was like, well, but that's how it is because we're, we're just, we love pushing each other and building each other up. You get, you get so much more when you're building each other up, like it's massive. Yeah, oh, it was really sure. hard at the beginning, but the, the whole, when the pandemic started, you know, to say, and everybody, you know, we're on group chats and people go like, because it, it's such a bond right now that we have here. There's no rotten apples, we have nothing. You know, we got rid of all these people the, over the years. And yeah. right now, it's like everybody, like, it's a family. It literally is yeah. people come in here. There's people here five times a day. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally get that. Martial arts is, is brings people together, man, 100%. Yep. Um, I, have, uh, I have only one question for myself left, and the rest is all pretty much from all, all of my friends and instructors. So I want to get mine out of the way, so, uh, and then I'll just leave, leave time for, for their questions. So here we go. So I, uh, I noticed that from your accomplishments in health, fitness, and martial arts world, in the martial arts world, in industries, that, that both of you guys are big on the idea of unity. Uh, bringing people together from all walks of life and fitness, training, and even spirituality. Um, I wanted both of your takes on my mission. So, so basically, uh, I'll just tell you briefly, I started Karate Unity uh, based on the premise to functionalize my karate uh, and, and make sense of, uh, sense of it. So like the static kata and the pre-sequence drills really didn't make sense to me functionally. So what I did was I, I, I decided to cross-train with boxers, wrestlers, grapplers, MMA dudes, um, and various other martial artists from all over the place. Um, in the mix, I, I discovered so much value in uniting with others, uh, sharing, learning, and teaching, right? So now I've mixed things up. Um, I now train, teach, and travel internationally uh, to promote this unity vision. And so here's my question to you. Um, what's your take on what I'm doing? Am I crazy? And is this going to work? Um, yeah. Yeah, well, no, it's 100% going to work because what you're doing, it's, it's called evolution, you know? And if you look at uh, all the karates, the katas and the three steps, the forms that you're talking about, they've been made a couple of thousand years ago and they never changed, you know? And, and, and because, you know, you pay homage to the person who created and, and you do exactly the same as uh, they do. But, you know, everything gets better. You know, there's just techniques that from 2,000 years ago, they, they're updated now. There's better. So for you to start cross-training right away with other people, that's the smartest thing you can do. I mean, that was, that's Bruce Lee, right? Bruce Lee, there was uh, Yeet Kune Do. It was open. It was always changing, always evolving. Yeah. Came. I remember this story with uh, Bruce Lee and um, Chuck Norris that he was telling everybody, Chuck, uh, Bruce Lee was saying that kicks to the head were not effective in, the, in martial arts. Well, it's nice for uh, the martial arts, but inspiring it wouldn't be effective because it would be too long on its way to the head was too, was too easy to see. You could block it too easy. Until he got kicked in the head a few times by Chuck Norris. And then, <laughs> then he realized, oh, wait a minute. So you see, but he was really open about that. He said, well, he kicked me in the head. I realized that they are effective. Let's add it in there. You see, Perfect. and I love people like that who are open. I had a coach like that. You know, I was sparring with the coach and I was a green belt or something. And suddenly I kicked him in the head. And, uh, and of course I'm embarrassed because, you know, my coach, and I said, I'm sorry, man, I got lucky. And he said, did you aim for my head? I said, yes, I did. He said, well, then it was not luck. You did this for real, you see? And, uh, and that's what I always try to do with my students as well. Just be open. And also, if you don't know something, tell them. Don't try to make up a comment or a, a, a story. Just say, no, I don't know. I'm sorry. It never happened yet, but I'm pretty sure it will happen that I don't have the answer to a question. But give me a day, and then I will find it out. So what you're doing, cross-training, I think, is the best. It's what every martial artist should do. And he, I mean, he would definitely know. That's definitely a, a question for his arena. But just in general, um, I think that when you constantly are open to being a student and constantly open mm. to learning, there, I, I was actually listening to a podcast this morning, and they were talking about how if you're trained in a profession, in lots of professions, in ten years, what you know, a lot of that is going to be obsolete. So he said the number, the number one skill is learning, being a, be, being willing to learn and maybe unlearn some things, but there's always gonna, there's always gonna be more. There's always gonna be someone either doing something more, perfecting on something. So I, you know, I totally agree in general, learning is, is everything. Is everything. <clears throat> awesome. Thank you. Um, all right, so now we're gonna go on to, to, to some of, some of our, uh, my, my coaches' uh, questions, but back to, back to just, just a, a comment on, on what you are saying. So I, uh, I really like, I'm so excited to actually know that both of you guys are doing the same kind of things. Like I, I'm, I'm basically seeking kind of confirmation uh, from you guys that this is working because um, like I, like just, just to backtrack a little bit, uh, like, like you Abbas, um, what got me on this journey was I basically got beaten up by a boxer. So um, I, I, I have uh, back in the day, like this is about almost 20 years ago, uh, there was this small little web space, um, and uh, I, I put out some of my martial art information on there. Um, and then uh, this man uh, joined, and he says, listen, I, I like what you're doing. I'd like to train with you. 
So we ended up training, sparring, friendly sparring match. I got beaten in a very short period of time. Yeah. And that opened my mind up to just aliveness and everything. So I, I, I'm so glad that I'm getting a chance to speak to you guys to confirm that, you know, mix, mixing and training is so important. Um, yeah, but but normal, <clears throat> what normal people do, more normal people in your case, and it's very sad, they, they step away from that, you know. They get their ass to them and then they realize, mm, I don't want to train with that guy in me. Me and you and people who are think smart, they go, I really want to train with that guy. I would love to have a sparring partner who can kick my butt. I mean, we were looking really hard. You know, in striking, it's just very hard to find guys. I got to find all these tricks, you know, get myself really tired first before I start sparring with people. So, but yeah, I would love people who can teach me something. I love sometimes jumping in on a class, like a really crop of God class. Like when I, I, I teach again also with Tamir Perez, he's a really good at crop of God, you know, and I'm just there. Once he's teaching, I like just like to join because for me, it's fun to, to, to yeah. take instructions one time and not to give instructions, just to do yeah. what other people do. Plus, I know 100% with him, it's always correct. Yeah. So I'm not learning yeah. something bad. So that's a good thing as well. Awesome. All right. Thank you. So uh, this is from one of my MMA coaches who actually, he was the guy that came into my house and beat me up. So this is a question <laughs> that, yeah. So this is, this, is, this is a question from him. And you know who you are. Um, he wants to remain anonymous, so I, I'm not going to mention his name, but maybe one day I will. And I really want him to come on, come online and, and do this kind of stuff with me too, but he, he has his reasons. But anyway, um, okay, so here we go. So as someone who trained originally in traditional uh, arts and transitioned to the world of sports and mixed martial arts, how would you reconcile the two things and what advice would you give people who are struggling with the contradictions between the two? Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's, you always find out the hard way, right? I found out the hard way. I found it hard, out the hard way twice. My first time boxing class, I got dropped with a liver shot. That's actually where I got it from. You know, realizing, well, because karate, when I was doing the form of karate, was no punches to the head. So my hands are here. And the time boxing, when they suddenly start hitting my head, what do you do? You overcommit. You go too fast up, exposing the body. And he, of course, I was training with an A-class fighter, which is a pro. And he dropped me right away. Uh, but, you know, taught me a lot. In one day I fixed it, actually. I told all those people I spent a lot of hours in front of a mirror not to drop my hands anymore. But then many years later, I was my first MMA class. And again, I was the badass. I kicked everybody's butt in training, Thai boxing and karate until I did that first MMA class. I yeah. got thrown out. You know, I literally, I had to, I remember parking my car next to the road and calling my wife on one of those first cell phones we had from Philips. You know, that they were just from the big car battery things to the little spot, it was still big. And I said, I'm in the car, I'm, I'm completely crushed. I couldn't eat, I couldn't eat, uh, I had to drink liquid food for three days. And my throat was so crushed because the throat crushes, I thought I could hold it, which I could, but you know, a choke you can, a blood choke you go, you know, but on your throat, I was just flexing and I thought, oh, I'll handle this. You know, not realizing I completely crushed my throat. So, yeah. But taught me a big lesson. Now I yep. want to go back, you know. And I remember my, my wife started laughing. She said, oh, that's so this is the last time you've been there? I said, no. I said, within six months, I'm going to tap everybody there. And I did. Nice. You know, just make it. Just say, okay, this is not going to happen to me anymore. And I'm going to do everything in my power to beat them. And, you know, where's the will, there's a way. You know, just go. Determination. Um, okay, so the next one, oh, so yeah, mindset, um, mindset's huge. <laughs> growth, growth mindset. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm a school teacher here in Toronto. Um, and that's the biggest, one of the biggest character traits I I'm trying to teach is this whole grits and perseverance and just keep going no matter what, you know, um, and you know, mar martial arts, combat sports, uh, uh, you know, athletics. Um, I think it's the, I think I'm very biased when I say this, but I think it's one of, it's the best way you know, to push these character development traits. I mean, I, I want to get my daughter, like she's eight years old now. I, I She likes dance and stuff, but I, I really want to get her into martial arts and, um, you know, especially on a team. Um, but, uh, okay, next one. So as a Pancras champion, UFC champion, uh, uh, looking at the current top, uh, crop of professional MMA fighters, how, how has MMA evolved for the athletes since your time? And where do you see their training moving in the next five years? And then finally, how does this translate to the average person training martial arts? I, I know it's a little uh, wordy, yeah. but... Um, well, it changed a lot, you know. Nowadays, everybody knows pretty much all three arts, so to say. Wrestling, uh, striking, and, and ground fighting. 
in, in the time when I was competing, you know, you stood out. Like, I stood out because I was a great striker and a great submission fighter. I was never a good wrestler. But it didn't matter. People would take me down. I would just submit them, reverse them, submit them, whatever I could do. I actually, that was a really cool uh, uh, Hall of Fame uh, stat. It said, I, I, I won 14 times by submission, yet I never took anybody down. So that meant they took me down, and I just reversed them and took them in the submission. You see, you're evolving. And, um, and now everybody is having that. Still, people always like to do what they do best. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I taught myself very early on, which I actually said this morning as well, whatever you don't like and it's part of your job, whatever the job is, do that a lot. Because it's very important, the things that you don't like, most of the time because you don't understand them. You know, once you start understanding them, then you start liking them. And you like it, you do it a lot. Then once you do it a lot, you get better. You know, this whole thing goes through. So that is a big difference. Uh, what was that question number two from that? Oh, uh, how, how does this um, how does this translate to the average person training martial arts? This is everything, you know. Like, uh, yeah. Yesterday, somebody called me. Oh no, it's not true. It was on my Facebook uh, from yesterday's class, mm -hmm. and they asked me, "Hey, uh, I would like to mm -hmm. start uh, for, for, yeah, for, for mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. but also for street fighting. Also, <clears throat> there was two. Oh yeah." <clears throat> What is the best art? And I go, yeah, officially it's MMA. Right now, MMA became its own art. You know, you can go to a gym and they will, they will teach you wrestling here, crowd fighting and, and, and punching and kicking. So that would always be the best because you don't know who you're going to face. If you're yeah. really great, you're Mike Tyson, but he's facing a wrestler on the street. That's it. He's, he's got a one punch chance, but as soon as the distance is close, the guy's got him, he's got him on his back. Now boxing yeah. is gone and he's on top. That's going to be big. See, so it's always best to know everything since we don't know what we're going to face. Now, luckily for us, many people think they can strike. So striking is most of the time the first choice. But being a great wrestler and striking, wrestling always in there, being a great ground fighter striking, so you can always take the fight to the ground, and being mm -hmm. a great striker uh, and, and, uh, and, and wrestler because you can keep the fight on the feet. You see? And if you, if you get hit, you can always take him to the ground. That, but you make that decision. So at yeah. least you need to know two arts very well. It's striking and wrestling, or it's submission and wrestling. Uh-oh. Yep. You got to know. Exactly. You okay? Yeah, just said low battery. Oh, on, on your phone? Yes. Yeah. Do you have, an, uh, you have a cable for it? I do in the car. Well, run to the car. You want me to yeah, run? You, okay. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll carry it on and then we'll... we'll yeah, we'll, okay. I have yeah, some questions for you, but we can come back. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll just talk, you know. We'll keep, yeah. I'll keep going and then, uh, you know, the uh, it will be a nightmare if the connection drops suddenly. Yes. Okay, so as a as an MMA coach... Um, you made you you made famous uh, and entertaining. You made a famous and entertaining self defense video a few years back. It was yeah. one of my favorite ones. You know the, the ding, the, the ding, that one. Um, and uh, how has your self defense training and teaching changed? And what areas are you focused on uh, now when teaching self defense to your students? Oh, here's my oh. daughter, by the way. Say oh, hi. Hey, daughter. Say hi. How are you? Hi. Hey, Sienna. Oh, yeah. Sienna. You want to say something? Sienna has something to say to you, first of all. You want to say okay. something? Go say, go say something quick. Something quick. Oh, okay. Anyway, she's being shy. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, hurry up. You want to say it? Hey, Bastard's going to wreck you. Yeah. He's going to wreck you. She says she's going to wreck you. you will be flying away. I will be there in Toronto one day. And we'll it's fight. a throwdown. It's a throwdown. All right. Good. I love uh, this is my wife, Jen. Hey, hey. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for being an inspiration. You're very welcome. You both have eczema. Nice. Well, yeah. this, I running in here, this lady set it all up. I'm good. Yeah. Good. Anyway, just wanted to, that's wanted to meet my family, but uh, is, is Dana okay or? Yeah, she's yeah. here. Okay. So fine. I think we're getting, uh, we're getting very close to having it. Yeah, no worries. So, yeah, just tell, tell us about your self-defense, that video and like how, how has your teaching self-defense changed? Or, or do you do you want to wait for Dana first? No, no, no. We'll uh, we'll see if we get uh, more. Or oh, we need we need an. Uh, we're looking for an extension cord. So what my my, my self-defense? I don't uh, yeah. I don't teach too much self-defense. Um, yeah. You know, I, I I love to teach it. I'm I'm doing striking a lot of striking here. Yeah. Uh, when I do self-defense, is together with Amir Perez. We do these seminars for LA, uh, uh, law enforcement, you know, military. 
you know, the highly the seals with, with all these guys. And uh, and that's been always very curious. And, and, then, and then I go in full in, but it's, it's uh, how do I say? It's a two-edged knife. It's a, a two-edged sword, whatever you want to call it. St uh, how do I say? Street fighting is very important to teach it the correct way. To make mm -hmm. everything is perfect. Because you don't want to give a person a false sense of security. You know, you don't want to have a friend who's, uh, who's getting attacked by somebody pulls a knife. And then him, because he's been uh, training, so to say, in the self-defense system, where they taught how to remove a knife. But, you know, maybe they taught the, the, the incorrect way. You know, he, and maybe he tells his friend, hey, don't worry. Step back. I got it. And then he get, he get killed. You see, it's a big pressure for, for a self-defense teacher. You know, there are self-defense teachers out there, and I think they should be held responsible for what they're teaching because some of these things that they teach is completely wrong, and it can literally kill a person. You know, yeah. they yeah. do something wrong. So for those guys, I always, people ask me all the time, what is the best system? Well, I like Krav Maga worldwide, the organization, because they okay, always update also. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I, I've been there along the way. I've known these people for 18, 19 years, <clears throat> and I saw the changes. They told me a thing, and it suddenly happened in the field, and it uh, didn't go out like they actually was, were teaching it, and then they adapted it, and, you know, they updated an evolution, you know, and I, I love that stuff. And I think there's people out there. I saw a video of this woman dismantling three people uh, with weapons, with knives, and the way while she was talking, it was really easy the way she did it. I thought, <laughs> you get killed. That way, people have no clue. Like they make they let the knife fall on the ground, and then the, the, the gun fall on the ground, and now yeah. for the gun or for the whatever weapon is, that's going to be the focus. No, you need to control the weapon. You know, there's there's certain steps that you need to take. So, as a uh, self-defense instructor, I always say, make sure you 100% know because if somebody's going to die on your watch, well, that's on you. Yeah, I I actually since Dana you came back I uh, this question's for both of you guys can, can you hear me okay Dana is yeah. everything okay is your yeah. power cord in now everything yes. fine plugged in awesome awesome okay good um, okay so this is for both of you guys feel free to answer however you want uh, any way you want uh, so one of the biggest fears um, in my opinion for self defense instructors out there is is you know teaching how to confront a bigger aggressive and stronger opponent. Um, you know, if, if de-escalating tactics fail um, and things went hands-on, what strategies would you recommend for a smaller built person? You know, like I, I'm, I'm not very big myself, I'm 5'6", you know? Um, so yeah, if you guys can, can talk about that, just some strategies for, for a smaller, smaller frame person coming up against a big jacked up uh, um, aggressor, say. Yeah, that's, that's a common one that I get asked, and especially as as a female, and I'm not a big person either. And definitely, as I as I got more into martial arts, and I've heard, you know, the, the high ups in in Krav Maga, definitely, just like with everything else in life, the first thing is mindset. So the first thing is deciding, and that that's where I start from the ground up with women that are coming into self defense. Um, and I, you know, I have I have male clients too that are coming for self defense. The very first thing is mindset deciding that you will not be a victim, deciding that if someone attacks you and tries, tries to hurt you or someone that you're with or your child, that you will, you will fight, you will yeah. save yourself or whoever you're with that, that needs to get really ingrained. Um, how do then, you flip that switch? In your opinion, yes. how do you flip that switch? <clears throat> I, I recommend that when we're in class and like, we're all friends here, this is a safe environment. Nothing's going to happen to you. But I need you to practice flipping that switch. I need mm. to. I need you when they say hit the pad or kick the pad. I need you to to go from zero to 120 and make sure your partner, you know, can handle how hard you're going to go against the pad or whatever. But you're 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 practicing it in a safe environment where you know you're not going to get hurt with other people that you're comfortable with, and you're gonna you're gonna flip. And sometimes it takes time. To bring that out of people but i think you know i think eventually when they see you know what it looks like when you demonstrate flipping the switch haha we're, we're laughing we're fighting you know we're laughing we're talking and now going all out on the pad then they feel more comfortable with it hopefully but the very first thing is mindset above anything else because we've all seen the videos and and we know it's happened where women that have 
zero training are successful against their attacker. Yep. It's all, it's all yep. here. They haven't trained yep. anything, but they're like, oh, oh no, this is not happening. So. Yeah, oh, protecting yourself also the way a woman walks around, you know, you can walk around as a victim or you can walk around as a person that the guy looks up to and goes, I, oh, I'm going to have to work really hard for that one, I can tell, you know, <laughs> if you look around and you're scanning the, the, the environment, you know, it's uh, it's very important. I also always always say women also get a, get a punch knife or get, you know, it's completely legal or a normal knife, but, but then again, you have to know how to use it as well, you so take classes for that. Like, no, because if you're smaller, well, you, against bigger people, you simply need something. Because if that other person knows something as well, now, thankfully, a lot of criminals don't train. <laughs> so that's a good thing. You know, and a, a lot of criminals also, if they have a weapon, that's, that's, their, that's their power. So once that power is gone, then they're gone. You, need, you only have to overcome that personal thing. But yeah, flipping the switch is the hardest one. Uh, we always say, although try to come to sparring classes, because then at least you get hit and you know how to deal with when getting hit, you know, and uh, but by, by good people who know how to hit, they're not going to injure you. So, but you know, the real test, of course, that's like a military guy, you know, you can practice all you want, but suddenly if there's live fire and you stick your head out and a bullet can hit you, you die. That's a whole different ball game now. Now you're acting under stress and that's the same in fighting on the street. You know, you can train as hard as you want here and hope, but sparring actually, you know, you can come a little close. But still, I mean, I was talking about it today. We, I, we know guys who work circles around world champions in, in the mixed martial arts in the gym. They think they're going to be the next champion, but somehow they cannot control. They go to the fight and they can't control all the chaos that goes on. That's the biggest thing yeah. in everything. Amir Perez always explained it to me. And, said, and I heard him, not to me, to a person he explained it. Go, oh, I'm going to use this from now on. If you have a plank, which is a foot wide and it's 20 feet long, you know, you throw it on the ground and you tell a person to roll, uh, walk over there. It's very easy. You make some uh, uh, spirouette in the middle while you're walking over. Super cool. Now put it oh. in between two buildings, 12 stories up. Do the same thing. It's the same It's the same plank. Everything stays the same. Yeah. Now for mistakes. You make a mistake, now you're dead. And that is the thing that you have been fighting. Well, you're not going to die, but you're going to get yeah. knocked out. You're going to get submitted. And on the yeah. street, you might in indeed die, you see? Some people yeah. freeze on it, and some people don't. And most of the time, with fighting on the street, since they don't have a prep, they don't have to prepare. They don't know it's going to happen, so they can't prepare themselves for it. A fight, you know, it's going to come, and the nerves start building up slowly but surely. But a street fight is suddenly there, so yeah. at least you don't have all that thinking, and it just goes automatically in there. But mindset wow. is the most important. Scanning the environment and trying to avoid it. Situational yeah. awareness. Nine yeah. out of ten times, you can simply avoid it. Great time. Around. Yeah, totally. Awesome. We're, we're going to take a, another... Uh, uh, I'm going to ask a few more questions, and then I'm going to check the feed because it's exploding right now. There's a lot of, lot of interaction, so I'm going to check that in a second. So sorry, guys. Uh, bear with me. Thank you so much for putting all your comments in. I'm going to try my best to get to it, and if I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll share it later on, and we can maybe uh, you know, answer them uh, uh, after this hour. But uh, okay, so I have a question from uh, uh, one of my MMA coaches. He, he asked about Mike Tyson. So Mike Tyson has recently posted some videos of him hitting the pads and, and there is talk of him returning for an exhibition bout at 53 years old. Um, if you were training Tyson or an older athlete, uh, what type of training would you focus on to, to get him or her uh, ready for a competition? Okay. Well, I... I... I would, with, uh, my, I would even let them do sprawls, you know, just because that gets you so freaking tired, you know. So yeah. while the boxing, I know sprawling is not allowed, and takedowns are not allowed in boxing, but as a stamina thing, because the older you get, the more uh, stamina problems you're going to have, right? It's, it's not like he can't go, like I would go four times a week full power when I was training. There's no way I can do this right now. But when I say 100%, I mean 100%. When I see yeah. other people go 100%, they go 70% compared to mine. You know, because it's a whole different ballgame. I'll go, you know, and, and but I can do it only four times a week. And that's what's when I, that was when I was at 35. So for mm. him to be 53, well, he's going to get tested. There's no steroids, no nothing, because otherwise you can, you know, if they give you steroids, yeah, then you recoup faster again because you kind of rejuvenate and then you can do it. But that's cheating. And thankfully, they're not going to do it. But the same problem has his opponent, which I believe is going to be Holyfield. You know, so both guys mm. are the same age. So they really have to watch out what, uh, how many times they go hard. 
But if you yeah. see Mike now already, I mean, if you watched him a year ago, he was pretty big. Yeah. And I saw him on sports. I, I saw him on a, on a Facebook page yesterday, and it was a longer clip. It was not just a Twitter clip that we saw before. And it's very scary how he looks. He looks really good. He's got a lot of power, and, and he looks completely lean again. So I have high hopes for him. Some people have been asking me what's going to happen. I said, well, I'm looking back at the fight when he got knocked out in uh, Tokyo. And after that fight, he said, this is not me anymore. I'm going to stop. And most of the time, when you see yourself, that's not you anymore. Like, I would ever back of my career, I can say that too. I'm not that guy anymore. I'm a, I'm a much nicer guy now. I know what I was thinking. I really wanted to hurt the person. I don't have that anymore. And when he said it, I go, okay, you know, he, he's done. But he had a lot of other problems in his life too, right? A lot of stuff went on at that moment. Now, after all these years, I think he's pretty cool and relaxed. You know, he calmed down. He had that stand-up routine, you know. I think he's in a really good headspace. I think he can yeah. do, uh, really do some damage. But the only way to find that out is literally to, the day to actually the to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's cool to see him though back. You know, to, to like, <laughs> just 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 his signature. You know, his head movement and his quick quick up the centers. And oh, I I, yeah. I just got goosebumps when I saw that uh, yeah. clip up there. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, man. Yeah. Especially the rotation, what I always talk about. And now we have the guy coming back, freaking rotating his body with every single punch. Oof. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so, man, I got, okay, I got a couple of questions here. And then, let me just check the feed and see what people are saying. So, hey, guys, how's it going? Uh, some shout-outs to, uh, so we've got people from a lot of my uh, UK associates. So, uh, Goshen Jitsu and Kudo Academy. How's it going? Uh, Brian Bates, uh, Zanshin Karate Academy. What's up? Uh, let's see. Yeah, all, 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 my, all my British posse is all there. Um, a lot of my good friends, too, that we grew up with. Well, all my high school friends since, oh, uh, cool. like, over, over, like, I've known these guys for, like, three decades, man. So shout that's out to cool. all you guys. Um, I got to actually, so since I got a question from, okay, his name is Mark Borsboom. He's a Dutch-Filipino man. Uh, he's, uh, we, we went to, uh, high school together. Uh, his dad is a heavy duty judoka. Uh, Mark trained in Japan, um, in Aikido for many years. And, and, uh, he, he, he wanted me to, uh, and he loves cross training. Um, and he loves you guys, uh, boss, especially he's been following you from, from, uh, the beginning of time. So he has this question and uh, here's the question. Um, so, um, you are a legend and took the journey from a, a pioneer fighter in what was a blossoming sport. That road turned and now you are a celebrity and mentor. Uh, what lesson would you say was the most important from where you started and where you are now? Good one. Uh, well, it's, it's something I always did. It's, uh, I just always stayed myself. <laughs> I, I don't think like people always, every single time, oh man, you're exactly the same as your own TV. I go, yeah, I would. And I know guys who are not, and I, I think it's yeah. just a strain, you know. Like every time I, I interview people, and they're completely different in the in the in the green room before the interview, and then suddenly on air, they're so weird, you know. They have to change the whole time. I, I think it's a hard to just be yourself and have yeah. fun with what you're doing. And what we again, we said this morning, listen to constructive criticism. You know, I think that's yeah. a big for people, and don't say no. Uh, Learn, learn how to say no. No is a powerful world, word. You know, I, I'm a people pleaser and I like to help everybody. And sometimes my own family is actually falling victim to it because, you know, I pay, pay more attention. Oh, yeah, but this guy has asthma and his kids has uh, eczema. And oh, I want to leave the talk, you know, and sometimes I got to refocus and say, okay, sometimes I have to say, so, sorry, no, let's do this next week. Right now, I have my kids to take care of, you know, something that happens in the family. So, yeah, constructive criticism, always listen to other people, never have an ego, never think you're good enough, because that's the end of you. Always think that my, I, that was I did, always think that my opponent's really harder than me. And uh, so I always pushed it, you know? Yeah, but, amen. Uh, yeah, stick to constructive criticism, I think, is one of the best ones. Because as fighters, we have an ego, and we don't want to do that. And there's, yeah. I think you demonstrate really well the line between ego and confidence because um, mm. people, people he's gotten a lot of questions on our q a saying you know was there a fight you ever were scared to go into or did you ever think anyone mm. would do and um i'll let him answer it but it, it's a very good example between 
being confident but not having an e- ego. Ego, ego, and confidence. Yeah, go ahead. I'd, I'd like to know that distinction from well, the I'm gonna go lose, you know. They give me public get Mike Dyson, you know. I'm not gonna box him. That's very simple. There's no way because he's gonna knock me out. I know that. Yeah. You know, but if they say you want to fight MMA, yeah, who's gonna win? I'm gonna win. Will you fight Fedor Millionaire? Who's gonna win? I'm gonna win. But you know, I, I, anybody put me up against Adesanya, anybody who's gonna win? I'm gonna win. But that's just a way for me to not already in my head. Uh, if I tell myself that I might lose this fight, I just think that it's a healthy way for a fighter to go to a to a fight. You know, I think you should be 100% convinced you're going to win, and then you just hope for the best that you were right. But going to say, mm, yeah, no, I might lose that one. I don't think it's a smart thing to do for a fighter. I think you need 100% confidence going in because because if you you if you say that and it, and it it translates to so many other areas in life. If he were to say, oh, I might lose, he's already defeated himself. He, yeah. And, and yeah. if you think about so many other areas, if, if you know, whatever, oh, I, you know, I want to fit into my old jeans. But, you know, people say that, oh, but I, but maybe I can't. Okay, you've already defeated yeah, yourself. Yeah. You, yeah. You, yeah, you need to see the confidence because your mind sees it first and then your brain will help you figure out a way to achieve it. So it's just about having confidence. Like, that story, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, right? Little thing, but you know, and also Thomas, Thomas the train, right? I think I yeah. can. <laughs> I, uh, also, you know, I, it's going to be, but I, I thought, you know, there's suddenly three guys on the street. You know, I think, okay, it's going to be very hard, but they're going to have to work really hard. There's no way I'm going to stop this thing. Just, come, just give yourself, I'm not going to stop. Because telling yourself that you might win, if it gets hard, and you get rocked and you get, you know, there is something in you're going to say, who's going to pick up that little plant, let's see that plant you planted, and then you're going to quit, you know? But, you know, okay, you might win, you might beat me, but boy, <laughs> you're going to have to work for it. That's a great mentality to have as well. And I, I have back, a question. Your oh, sorry, question go ahead, about, go ahead. Sorry, it goes back to your question about self-defense and mindset. Yeah. You know, if, if, if a woman that's getting attacked by a six-foot-five guy thinks, oh, he can he can probably you know take me and hurt me, but like like you can't. You have to be like you know I'm gonna I'm going to save myself. I'm gonna keep going no matter what. Yeah, plus yeah. women. What people don't know, you know, a lot of men are afraid of women. A woman mm. when a woman start, hey, hell has no. I, li- I live with two of them. Right? I know. I live with two of them. I know. My daughter and my wife. <laughs> but it is true. But it is true. You know, you go because in the beginning you don't expect it, and if suddenly they go what they get in your face, you go whoa 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 whoa. Relax, yeah. you know, a woman has a lot of power. They just need to know it, you know? Just walk around, present yourself, don't be the victim, boom, mm-hmm. scanning, yeah. situational awareness, have your keys already in your hand, don't start looking for them in the bag when you walk to a car in a dark place, all that, preferably have it between your fingers, why not? You just, yeah. everywhere, you hit close to the eye socket, well, it will go in. Yeah. You, know, you need yeah. to just be ready. And people need to see that, and then we'll... Yeah. Make them look for a person that is going to be easier yes. to attack. Yes. I, uh, we've got 10 minutes left, so I want to use the time wisely, and I don't want to take up your time. So I'm going to maybe take a couple of questions from the feed and then uh, finish off with some questions here um, and then some closing remarks. And, uh, yeah. So, um, okay, so the next question is from uh, Kieran Mackenzie. Kieran He's uh, a good friend of mine from the U.K. He was supposed to come down – um, come down and train with me here and do some cross training. And I was going to introduce him to uh, my MMA coach and everything, but then COVID hit. But uh, anyway, so uh, shout out to Kieran. How you doing, Kieran? Thanks for your question. So Kieran asks, uh, this one's for boss, and but you guys could uh, collaborate. Um, what is what what was the most important skill that you practiced for your fights? Strike striking, grappling, or or whatnot. Like what what's the most important skill or attribute? Uh, I think you talked about this already, but Kieran wants to know. No. Yeah, but there you go. It's, it's everything. It really is. Yeah. Because like I said, I don't know what's going to happen. People say, what's your favorite technique? And then, you know, it could be a stupid answer, but it's the one I'm going to win with. Now, which is it? Well, whatever he's going to give to me. You know, I have certain setups, certain triggers that I do something, they react a certain way, and I capitalize on that, and I go for a submission. <laughs> but you have to know them all. So for me... That's why I'm so proud of my record. I got like, I said, 14 or 40 submissions, 11 knockouts, all different uh, knockouts, even though a lot of liver shots, but there's a kick, a knee, a right straight to the liver, a left hook to the body, you know, it's all different kind of ones. But so submissions, you name a submission, 
I mean, I did heel hooks, inverted heel hooks, arm bars, triangle chokes, uh, knee bars, toe holds. I mean, Kimura. I mean, you name the submission chokes. I mean, I pretty much use every submission there is. You know, because I just know everything. You make a mistake, I'll go. Side choke. Oh, you got this mistake, I got the rear naked. Oh, you got a triangle choke. So that is the thing. You just have to make sure that you get good at everything. And the trick for that is to pick just one or two things out and start working on those. Everybody wants yeah. everything too fast. They think yeah. like 10 things that simultaneously never yeah. going to work. Take your time. And the most mm. important thing is to find a part. Like it's striking. If, whatever counts in striking counts the same in, in, in ground fighting. If I can hit her with the right straight, well, it's a simple punch in right straight. Now I need to create a way in order to still land that right straight. A distraction with a certain combination, boom. That's the right. It's the same as submissions. Everybody knows the setup to a straight armbar from the mount. You create a different way from the mount, or maybe two or three different ways, or four. That's what we did. You know, and then you start flipping between one, two, three, four, four, one, two, four, boom, suddenly catch him again. You know, so make sure that you know a lot of different setups for one submission. And, and that's pretty much the trick. But yeah, there's come so much more. It's, it's a, when I get obsessed by something, I'm, I'm really a different animal. I, 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 like I said to people, I choke my wife out in the middle of the night. And put, <laughs> I would drink submissions. Yeah, Just because then I would wake her up and put her in there. And during the day, still laid over. I say, she's throat hurting. Are you getting this? I'm getting this. Okay, it's a blood choke. I, you know, I was all day long busy with it. So, but, you know, that brings you where you are. And mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure she does the same stuff. That's how, that's how someone with natural born, you know, talent <clears throat> and skill really becomes great. They mm. just, they, they're super focused on it. They, he, what I've, you know, learned as we've spent all this extra time together is that, yes, he had natural skill, but he was obsessed with it. He kept going and going. And when that's your career and your passion, it's, you know, it's easy to do. And also thinking of the different things, you know, things he hasn't seen before. So just so staying with, so nurturing it and working hard. And that's, that's with a lot of, a lot of things, you know, some people might look at other people and go, oh, well, they're naturally, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. The people that are great, they worked really hard too. They didn't yeah. just rely on their natural skill. They worked hard. Yeah. Now write things down again. This morning was one of those work guys. Yeah. They said, write everything down that you see. Boxing combination, knockout, write the setup down. Tie boxing mm. combination, not a knockout. Hecky, whatever it is, write this, write it down. Go back in time and say, did you do something special to let that up that led up to that knockout? Because most of the time there's a setup. Try mm. to figure out that setup. You know, and then all write it down, write it down and start doing it yourself. Oh, so then I like this, yeah. I don't know. Oh, that's why without then, you know, and keep the ones that you like. And then you grow. You just steal, you know, yeah. you steal from yeah, everyone. Make it your own. The gracious learned that jiu-jitsu. They came up with it. No, they stole yeah. it too, you know. And yes, they start implementing their own things. Yeah, you know, and that's what I did with myself as too. I see that from him, I see that from him, and I tweak it to my to make it myself. I uh I have a mindset question for both of you. Uh, so this is this is from uh, Nick Garachi. How you doing, Nick? Nick is uh, he uh, he's an a senior, uh, one of the senior instructors of Verizon MMA and Taylor Jiu Jitsu here in uh, in Toronto. Uh, amazing grappler. Um, so I, I can't wait. We've been messaging each other back and forth. Uh, I can't wait till uh, this COVID ends so we can like we can start touching and grappling and moving. You know, like it's just the solo stuff is driving me nuts. But uh, anyway, so Nick asked. Uh, What's what's the uh, what mindset separates an amateur or pro fighter from a champion? Uh, sorry, an amateur pro fighter or or pro fighter from a champion. Yeah, what what's the mindset difference? But uh, uh, nothing because I was an amateur before, pretty much, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I went right away pro, but <laughs> I never fought before, so it was kind of amateur. And in the kickboxing, I did it was the same mindset. The mindset is it it, it starts when when you start. You say, what do you want to do with this sport? Right away, when I started training, I wanted to compete and I wanted to be the best. That's always. I've been an athlete. I've been track and field. I was really good at track and field as well. Decathlon was my thing. You know, yeah. crazy high jump, long jumps, discus, shot put, whatever. I, I was just, I was going to do decathlon. You know, that was my thing. <laughs> Bruce Jenner, he was my hero, actually. Mm. Uh, 1967 Olympic gold medalist in decathlon. And he, mm. but also, it's like, I'm going to do it. I want to be Dutch champion. And then from, once we have Dutch champion, we're going to see if we can make European and world champion. That was the same in, in Thai boxing. And it's the same in, in, you know, as soon as I started. Although I have to say, in, 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 
MMA was not really because I didn't know, I had no clue that I was so good. Uh, I just found that out by accident when I was rolling with the, with the American uh, guys. The American guys always thought they were here with the submission game and I was here. That's mm. what I always thought until I rolled with them. And then I realized <laughs> I'm much better than I, than I think you I am. You chopped them down. You chopped them down. No, but, you, but, you see, but with the submissions and I was like, oh, yeah. I submit these guys? I never expected that. That was the moment I came home and told Lily, told my wife, I think I can be a champion in this now. Wow. Because now I realize I can beat these guys with submission. I never expected that. You know, so yeah. sometimes your mind holds you back and you have to really know that. If I didn't have that experience, maybe it's probably it would have been okay, but maybe it wouldn't. So it's yeah. good to, you're always stronger. Everybody is always stronger than they, than they think they are. You're much stronger. It's like holding your breath. You know, you, oh, I can hold a minute your breath. You can do two minutes already. Although mm. the alarm bell that tells you to, to take a breath goes out 80% before you really have to do it. Mm. Like far before. Once you mentally just get crushed through that, what do you think, like, Stick Severance and holds his breath for 21 minutes, you know? Okay. He teaches, he learns how to push that away. But it's what women mindset as well, you know? Yeah. You want to do something, you want to change your body, well, you're going to have to push and change your body. Yeah. Every decision, pretty much, yeah, every decision begins in your mind. Yeah. If you want, if you want to get stronger in the gym, that begins in your mind, not in the gym. Yeah. And then, yep. like, like he said, when he, he decided, and he obviously has a very strong mindset, he wants to be a champion. And then as, you know, if, if he weren't so set on it or if, his, or if he weren't so passionate or his mindset weren't as strong, when, once he got knocked out, it would have been easy to go, oh, okay, you know, never mind. Maybe this isn't for me. But then it's like, instead, he used it as fuel. They're like, okay, now I'm going to learn from this. So yeah. when, you can, when you can make your mind work for you and not against you it's very easy to be defeated and say okay i'm, I'm done i throw on the towel let me go let me go try something else and, yeah. and i think it only works when you love it love what you do yeah the passion. I, think it's very, I know some fighters i'm not mentioning your name who hate training mm. and wow. i could never understand that like wow. i would look forward before i go to sleep to tomorrow 7 a.m we're gonna you know i would love it you know you so enjoy it yeah if you love something you want to do it a lot yeah there yeah. we go again you do it a lot you get good yeah. And that goes with anything, really, right? Anything. So anything. This applies yeah. to every profession on the planet. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, I have a, we're, we're close to the uh, one hour mark, so I want to respect your time So and, and some of the questions here. So I'm just going to fire off a few quickly, and then I'm going to hit you with one last one of mine. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So uh, let's see, Mark, Mark Borsboom, uh, one of my high school uh, friends, um, he's watching fervently right now. He, uh, he asked, that any, any movies on the horizon, Bass? I'll, I, I am actually doing a, an audition right after this. I'm uh, going to have to uh, drive to a buddy of mine. Uh, I would do it in his house because he needs to say he can't do it in person now with the whole COVID-19 thing. And then Trailblazers is going to be in, uh, a Western with Antonio Sabata Jr. is putting that together. He's going to direct oh. it. And he has a whole list of all these actors that everybody knows, but we don't see them anymore. And they're all oh, in there. Wow. So that's cool. Yeah, and then I have another... Uh, and, uh, another project that I'm working on, which was supposed to happen in March, but they postponed it to next year, which I'm happy of, of now because of this whole deal that happened. Yeah. And it's a number two of a of a big movie, and uh, I, I will if we get closer in a minute. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that one because it's a badass part, and, uh, and it's, it's different than comedy. <laughs> yeah. and, and and in the Trailblazer in the in the Western, I'm going to be a very bad person. So wow. I enjoy you in the a Western, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, uh, one of one of my uh, one of my buddies in in the UK. He's a kudo uh, kudo instructor. I, he wants to know: Have you heard of kudo? Um, uh, do do you think you can knock someone out with a head headbutt uh, if 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 you have to fight against it? Because kudo kudo uses a lot. Kudo uses that mask, and they do a lot of headbutts on the inside. Like so, he wants to know if you've heard of kudo, and what do you think of the headbutts? Um, can, uh, he Let's see. Uh, can you knock someone out with a headbutt if you fought with it? Oh, I did a lot. Yeah, yeah. as a bouncer. Yeah, because the reason I use headbutts is uh, um, it's very. If, if there's not, not not many people, I just knock them out. But if there's a group of people watching who are regulars, and some of them, you know, they're my difficult customers, mm -hmm. but I know that if they see me fight, they will never fight there. Then I'll, yeah. I'll make it a show. And the most intimidating thing to do is headbutting somebody and knock them out because then people go like, this guy is crazy. And that always helped. So I, I try to be very, very nice and I try to disfuse many times. 
from the 10 situations, nine times we won't fight because I, these people who said that I have 200 street fights, I don't know where they get the number from. It's not true, of course. Uh, I had a bunch, but never close to that fight. But I would make sure that once I would go, that mm -hmm. whoever was watching, they would go, oh shit, I'll never <laughs> want to fight this guy. You know, so try to avoid it. And if you can't avoid it, okay, now make it in such a way that it's good. So, no, I never heard of kudo, but I, uh, kudos to the headbutts. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, there you go, Mal. He hasn't heard of kudo. Doesn't mean it's bad, but keep doing what you're doing, brother. But, yeah, Latwi. Um, I have yeah, Dave Leduca I had it here, who's the world champion in Latwi. Latwi is the art of nine limbs. So, it's tight boxing, elbows, everything, bare knuckle, headbutts included. And uh, yeah, he was here at the gym and I worked with him and his elbows. One of the hardest elbows I've ever felt with the focus, man. That was a whole different animal. Yeah, Kudo, uh, from what I've seen, like, I don't know too much about it. To be honest, I, I'm, I'm learning more now since I've been in touch with, uh, since this Karate Unity thing started, like, I've been meeting so many martial artists from everywhere, man. It's unbelievable. So uh, Mal and I, actually, we're going to do a, a two-way kind of like this, too, at some point. So stay tuned. Mal and I are going to talk about Kudo, and he, he really wants to push that agenda. But uh, it's kind of like karate and judo and boxing and, Kind of like an MMA MMA twist to it. It's got a MMA flavor with karate mixed in. So, um, right. yeah, that's that's what that is. All right. So we've almost come near the end. I'm gonna close with this question. Um, and it's it's a question that's that's really dear to me. And I think we have. Uh, I think all of us. You know, when, when we talk about this topic, I'm about to mention. I think we have some sort of commonality with it. And so here we go. So feel free, both of you guys, to to answer this. So. Um, I'm going to share a little bit about my childhood. So my, my childhood bullying experience uh, shaped me. I mean, I, I grew up in a racially tense times here in the late 60s and, and uh, early 70s uh, here in Toronto. Um, I, was, uh, I was the only Asian kid in my, in my class of, of Caucasians. Um, uh, how, how has, have you experienced bullying and how is your bullying situation around your childhood? Like I understand that, you know, uh, boss, you, you've, you've experienced bullying around eczema and um, asthma, you know, and, and Dana, if you've experienced any kind of bullying in any way, if you guys could talk about, about that, if, if you're comfortable with it, and if so, how have you overcome, what, what have you done to, what advice would you have for anyone to overcome these situations and cope? You response, I don't really have too much. No? Okay, yeah, so yeah, you, you already touched it, you know, a horrible skin disease, so I was bullied on a daily basis, so uh, but, you know, it gave me this life. The, the reason I'm sitting here right now is because of the bullies. And, and, and everything came from fighting. You know, because once I knocked the first bully out, I realized, hey, wait a minute, that was easy. And then I started going after all the other bullies. They're also <laughs> very easy. I go, wait, this is that. Maybe. And then, you know, I started competing in Thai boxing, and that felt good. And, you know, it just so, yeah, no, they fueled me. It was great. I remember I was at, this, and, uh, at the reunion, and they didn't show up. And I felt bad, you know, and, and it was, we, we had in Holland, you have to understand, so there was 3.3 million people watching that show. But you have to understand, at that time, there's 16 million people in Holland. So that's pretty much what in five, mm -hmm. you know, so there were, would be crazy numbers in America and, and, and the bullies didn't show up. And I go, man, I felt so bad because I wanted to thank them. Because the reason we're doing this whole show now is because mm. of them. Yeah, we understand our kids, you know, but... Uh, yeah. Unfortunately for them, I went after them, you know, when I was still young as well. You know, later mm. I wouldn't have done it anymore. Still, I have a teacher, I always say, Mr. Jos. And if he hears this, Mr. Jos, just make sure you never see me. Because he's probably 60 now. He was not that much older because he was uh, the cousin from the owner of the school. Mm. And he was a complete douchebag. Yeah, he did some things. So I, was, I would not knock him out, of course. I would slap him in the face. Mm. <laughs> you know, That's the one guy I still hold a grudge towards. And there the rest you go. Giving everybody. Real talk. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, it's a joke. So, uh, you know, when a person is bad, like yeah. bad, bad, like kicking a kid so hard in the back that the chairs break, you know, uh, they're a whole different animal. Yeah. So, yeah. no, we pay for that. Yeah. And uh, hopefully I can do it one time. No, hopefully not. Yeah. Let me say that. <laughs> hopefully not. But it's, uh, I, I wouldn't lay awake if it would happen. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So it affects you. That's what I'm saying. Bullying affects you. It's, there's yeah. still words that people say to me that have to really start watching out. I have to literally tell myself, no, they don't know anything what they're saying, boss, now, relax. And they still trigger me. And that was said to me over 40 years ago. So yeah. think about it. When you start talking bad about a, a kid, 
You don't think what you do to them. Because if 100%. I'm after fighting and I still have things that trigger it, it's yeah. it's dangerous, you know? You can really hurt yeah. somebody with it. I yeah. tried to get away, but some others, they commit suicide. Yeah, words yeah. are really words are really painful, as you know. Words hurt. Yep. I, I don't have bullying stories, but words are really painful. And the, the cyber bullying now, when people can just hide behind oh. computer, oh, that's, oh, oh. Oh, that's I know. the ultimate Jeez. coward, like. Yeah. I wonder always how would they look at yourself in the mirror, you know, in the night to brush your teeth and say, oh yeah, I'm the man. Yeah. I told that guy, yeah, I was a fake account, but you know, that's cool. Yeah. How can you think you're a tough guy doing that? You see how pathetic some people are. But you know what? Then again, maybe something happened to them. Probably did. Probably did. But I, I, uh, yeah, I was bullied a lot. You think I became yeah. a bully? Of course I didn't become a bully because I knew what it felt like. But there's guys who were bullied at home and they become a bully. Yeah. You know, I never saw that logic. Yeah. Never yeah. seen it. I, I find uh, I find the inter internet has kind of given put fuel to the fire for these issues online. You know, as as an educator, um, I'm always dealing with you know uh, you know online bullying, cyber bullying. It's a huge part of our part of our our the issues that come up as an educator. So yeah, I uh, that that's one thing I I vowed. One of the reasons why I wanted to create Karate Unity is to basically like. I had a website before, um, but you know, being an educator, I've been in education for close to 15 years, and uh, I took it down because I, I was scared of uh, some of the things that the students would say and do online, and I've had some 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 words twisted and this and that, and so. But you know what? I, I look back and I said, you know what? This is my passion. I'm going to keep going, and I, I want to push. Like there's there's nothing on my, there's no content that I would put out that bad. Uh, I would never criticize anybody. It's all about sharing, uniting, and promoting. You know what I mean? Um, and so I make a very, very strategic and diligent and from my heart effort to, 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 to be a, a positive role model, you know? And, and, and I'm trying to bring together, you know, people like yourself and, uh, you know, get in touch and pick your brains and see how I could do all of this better, you know? So um, yeah. I, am, I am so grateful that we had this talk today. Uh, I, I don't want to take up much of your time. Uh, it's 5.08 right now. Um, I just want to say uh, we've come to an end to our show. I'm so grateful, like really from my heart. Uh, I, this just happened just like this. I, I mean, we, Dana, we, you and I just talked like last <laughs> week and then, and then, yeah, and then all of a sudden, boom, I'm talking to you guys. It's like unbelievable. She, she I, said, I'm or like, else. <laughs> I go, okay, Boss, thank you. Like, I, I, I'm so honored and grateful that, that, that you came. And, and Dana, uh, I'd love to keep talking and chatting and yeah. seeing how, you know, we, we can help each other. And I want to, you know, keep, keep uh, pushing and promoting everything that you're doing. And, and we can maybe work together at some point in time in a collab. Uh, I'd love that. Um, so uh, don't forget to follow Boss Rutten, uh, Dana, uh, uh, Dana Hernandez on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, I'm going to put all their web links and plugs in, um, in, in the live stream uh, description. I'm also going to make this available uh, to all of them. And uh, if, you, if you like this show and, and want more content on functional karate and cross training, follow me on Karate Unity on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, and check out my website, karateunity.ca. Um, if, uh, do, do you guys have any closing remarks, any advice for us? Uh, anything you want to say before you leave? Let's just keep doing this together. That's it. That's it. Oh, We're yeah. all in this together. <laughs> that's the song right there. Sing, 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 sing a song. <laughs> Anybody. Oh, oh right. that's my question. Anybody's going to put on a, a, any musical. I want to be Danny Walker. Oh, yeah. Contact me. I want to sing. All right. In a musical. That's my wish. In a musical. Okay, yeah. so you're going Western and musical now. Uh, oh, my goodness. A Western musical is good, too. <laughs> the, okay, uh, boss, before we go, sing sing something from so, uh, Sound of Music right now. Go. Uh, I only, uh, I only don't know. <laughs> I, only, I only know the Dutch version of it, actually. The Dutch version. Yeah, All the right. Dutch version. Um, well, we can do uh, Phantom of the Opera. I was going to say, you did Phantom of the Opera. Go, go. Both of you guys, a duet, a duet. <laughs> we should practice. Right? Okay. We should we'll practice. practice first. I'll get you guys but on again. You're going to have to hit a real high note. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at the end? Yeah, that won't be All right. Well, I'd, I'd love to come and visit you guys in California and train with you guys, man. I your, your gym setup, like even the colors and the background and the way you've laid it out, reminds me of the gym that I train out of. Like I, when I see you guys work out, I just, I'm just so 
frustrated. <laughs> I want to get back, you know, but uh, I'll, uh, I'll definitely come down and visit you guys. And you guys are welcome to Toronto anytime too, man. Okay, cool. Uh, All right. cool. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. All right. All the best, guys. Thanks. Chris Hansen signing out. And have a great day, evening, or morning. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. 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 Thank you. Hey, bye. Thank you. So...